Are the markets as bad as they look? Yep. They're that bad. First we got Luna, then we got out of control inflation, now a Celsius shit show. The whole thing's a shit show. In fact, today's conversation between myself and Sir Lord Travis Wright is probably going to be nothing more than a shit show. As you join us from my terrace in Puerto Rico where we talk all things that are currently happening in the cryptocurrency and blockchain world. It is our episode number... What episode is this? It's like 614, 614. 15, 16, something, one of those. Of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, ignition. Who's bad? Keep it going. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious, the crypto serious. We had to have some budget cuts here because crypto is is in the hole. We can no longer afford our intro music. And so... Who's bad? We're bad. Crypto markets are bad. Yep. This is the first time ever that we've not used the actual music because... Uh, We're not going to use the music? For no, no. That's, that, that budget cuts, it. it's true. That was the intro. It's budget yeah. budget cuts right here. We're out of music. <clears throat> this is going to be an edit-free show, and uh, primarily because I'm editing it right now as we're transitioning to our new producer, Lisa, and uh, pretty soon our technical producer, Chris, who produces The Nifty Show, will be producing The Bad Crypto Podcast, and we're going video. So all of a sudden, the budget will be uncut, mm. and we'll, uh, we'll get our music back. We'll, we'll get video. Man. So we have to look fancy every time we do a show. I'm going like, no. to have to have a new hat for each one. Yeah, I'm going to wash my hair. What we're going to have to do, if we start to do a show where we're like recording them multiple like multiple shows per day, it's going to have to be like record a show and then change our shirt. Or just keep the same shirt on. Just keep the same. Like, like, like who wow, knows? for like one whole month, you guys wore the same shirts. Yeah, there's that one guy who knows. Have you noticed how Joel's still wearing that same shirt? Life is good, but that shirt is dirty. Yeah, that shirt must really smell by now. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the show, people. We're glad you're here. We are sitting out on the terrace, uh, time stamp, date stamp. It is actually Monday, the uh, 13th of June. This show comes out Wednesday night, and who knows Oof. what can happen between Oof. now and then. All I know is the wheels have fallen off. There, there. Do you need a hug? It hurts. The crypto market cap as of right now, 8, 11 p.m. on the Monday. Again, it's going to be 48 hours from now when this episode comes out, mm. right? But Travis is over right now. We just had some awesome ramen, mm -hmm. and uh, he brought his kids over and um, got to, you know, Rufus was happy to see him. Rufus had a birthday party this last weekend? He did. Uh, the current He's crypto this many now. We're under a trillion dollars, 985 Ugh. billion. Bitcoin is presently... At twenty two thousand five hundred and ninety, Ethereum one thousand two hundred and fifteen. Oh, it hurts. BNB two twenty four, Cardano forty seven cents, XRP thirty one, mm. Solana twenty eight dollars forty nine cents, and number ten is Polkadot. I left out the stable coins because what's the point, you know, of <clears> saying <throat> well, stable coins are stable because that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. And when they're not stable, then that's the problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Doge is uh, five point four cents, which is nice. And then I guess the other real co token after that is Tron at 
Six point Tolkien. This is a Tolkien. The other Tolkien, yeah, Tolkien it's the other episode. Tolkien. We're going. We're going to Mordor, gang. We're taking you with us. My goodness. Uh, for this show, so look, it's a bear market. Okay. <laughs> there, I said it. Joel finally said it, so you know it's true. It's not financial advice, but it's finally. But here's here's the thing. Had things been semi-normal, right? First of all, if we hadn't had a government that is intentionally trying to destroy the economy, mm-hmm. then inflation wouldn't be out of control. And anybody out there making excuses for $5 a gas gal- uh, gasoline, you know what? Back to nursery school for you. That's, this is not how economics work. This is not normal it's not a cycle it didn't happen because of the predecessor Mm -hmm. it happens because they are complete and utter buffoons and honestly i think that they're pushing us intentionally towards a one world government destabilize the u.s well they've been talking about it for the longest time about the great reset right they they say that you'll by the year 2030 you'll own nothing and you'll like it they were also talking about except that unless you're them in which case you'll live in your mansion and have your cars and well you know blackrock and vanguard are two of these companies that own so much trillions of dollars in assets and they're actually arms financial arms of the global elite mainly the rothschilds and so what they're doing is what they had been doing over the last two years that I've been watching is a lot of suburban areas. They're going in and they were buying up the homes mm-hmm. at sometimes two times, three times the price of the other areas. So then that was driving up the price, getting to the point that people are not going to be able to own their own home. They're going to have to rent. And the prices of rent has gone up in some cases in some cities beyond the, the, the even prices that would be even normal, right? Like... I was talking to a friend whose rent was around fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars, and then they were at the end of their lease, and now their rent is like four grand a month. Like that—that's massive inflation, really quickly. And it's almost like it's not just massive inflation; it's like a mass in hyperinflation suppository, like straight up the ass, like a gusher, like a geyser. It's almost like you sit on Old Faithful. Oh my gosh, and the visuals get- here are just a little too much for me. Straight. Up the ass this is like, with the inflation. This is like mega bidet. Well, That's come what, on, come on. It's Pride Month. It's <laughs> <laughs> but which, by the way, I was, you know, online today and I was like flipping through the channels and I was looking for a rainbow. I can't find wait, it Wait, wait, wait. You were flipping the channels on the internet? I can't find, <laughs> I can't find a rainbow anywhere. Can somebody please show me a rainbow? I can't find one. I can't one. find in, a There's rainbow. There's no. I did see Christina Aguilera with a huge Hulk. Junk. Yeah. You see that? I don't I know did. that she was like performing at some concert dressed up as the Hulk with, with a huge green Hulk penis. Yeah, and there's kids there. But that's that's you know, we're pretty proud of that. She I'd was be, very proud. I'd be pretty she proud of that. <laughs> I'd be like Hulk smash. Hulk smash. That was like a ten incher, <laughs> like, damn Hulk. I thought the Hulk would it would have more girth. Really. You think if you're talking about Hulk. So, Maybe that didn't happen. Maybe it's like Hulk is like fun big. Sm-. Maybe that's why he's mad because he wants to smash everything because he has a micro penis. It was a few weeks ago that we had Brad Mills mm-hmm. on the show <clears throat> to talk Here's about. Here's Joel trying to reel this back in. Luna, it's, it's, it it's too late. <laughs> but you guys who are listening, you know why you're here, <laughs> and uh, and you're still listening, and that's awesome. We're glad you're here. Thanks for uh, thanks for allowing us. Not that you're allowing us, but thanks for supporting free speech and comedy 
Because that's, you know, look, we're not financial experts or advisors. We know a little bit about crypto now, but not enough to have spotted the top in November. Um, and, you know, this is this is infotainment, always has been, mm-hmm. always will be. We're passionate about crypto and blockchain and NFTs and the future of digital assets, but we like to have a good time. That's what I think my calling is, is that, you know, it's like I like to inspire people in some side of me, I like to, you know, help raise the vibration of the, you know, in, in some ways. Other sides, I like to educate. I like to entertain. Like I am an edutainer, really. It's like, yeah. and I have always been that. Right. And I was like, I'm, I'm curious. I go down rabbit holes. I try to figure things out, and then I like to teach people about them and what I've learned. Right. And then I got jokes. I've always had jokes. Like I, we were talking about this today with dinner. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I am from the era of of school where if you were disruptive, they will send you out into the hall and they will come and give you swats on your bare ass. And like, like, but they didn't beat the funny out of me. I didn't, it didn't stop me. Cause like, I was never mean. I was never bullying anyone, but I always have jokes. And so I crack them. I, and then I'd have, after I start getting those swats, I'd be like, mm, is this funny enough? To- <laughs> Do I take a chance? I had to be one? like, mm, is this funny enough to get a swat? Yeah. yeah. Boom. <laughs> 42% of the of the audience laughed on that one. Good. That was good. Like, I was doing analytics on my Yeah, job. is it like 30%? <clears throat> is that like the baseline? Yeah, if 30%, is, if at least 30% aren't going to laugh. Because there's the thing is like, so, you know, I'm Travis Wright with a W. So I'm sitting by TJ Stewart and Mike Thomas and some Jason Stearns and some of these other oh, guys. that guy. These guys were jokers too, right? Yeah. Jason Stearns actually listened to the show every once in a while. So he might actually Hi, hear Jason. This. Jason, what up? And, uh, and so it was making those guys laugh. But then... If it was really funny, then you'd get like Brian Beers laughing over oh, there in the front row. And like, that's like the wave of the joke. The joke was really good because I'm in the back of the room, so that joke had to carry. I'm right. like, hello, <laughs> Brian Beers, you hear that? Oh, uh, Brent Bettles. Brent Bettles never laughed. I got to go he get would my never ass laugh. <laughs> I got to get my ass whooped out. These guys, hope you enjoy the joke. Peace out. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waiters and teachers. <laughs> I'll be here all week. At least now you can listen to my jokes for free. And, uh, and I nobody beats your anymore. ass. Yeah, yeah only good. Joel does. He dreams of it, but that's, he doesn't. That's, he doesn't do that. That's good. So Brad Mills, Brad Mills. was on the show uh, several weeks ago. We talked about the Luna lunacy mm-hmm. and um, you know how broken their algorithm was and why it wasn't a true stable coin. And we started talking this about- This was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. This it, wasn't it, that long ago. It was ago. recently. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so should we count the days? I don't think so. Okay, but it doesn't it was, matter. It was pretty quick. So Brad had a lot to say, and we had a lot to listen to, um, and we got to talking about custodial services and you know locking your money up in DeFi, and, and the attention turned to Celsius. And I've been um, putting my stablecoin in Celsius, and you know earning ten percent on it. And I'm like, this is this is baller, but. Uh, I've been uneasy with it for a few months now, and then when Brad started talking about, you know, hey, this this can completely go belly up. Oh, I remember what set it off. What set it off was somebody tweeted a piece of Coinbase's terms of service, yeah. right? And it said, hey, uh, if we become insolvent, we can keep your money, basically, right? Cause that was the gist, essentially. Not your keys, not your crypto. <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was, was that you good? guys didn't see that, but Travis had to cough, and he took the microphone. He shoved it into up a his pillow. ass. <laughs> now it smells, but it's okay. <sighs> so yeah, don't lick it. That's gross. <laughs> That's so gross. So 
uh, you almost threw me off course there, but I, did. I just I just redirected. Custodial. And uh, so, like right after that show, I'm like, you know what? I'm 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 more comfortable having my crypto attached to my keys and my ledger, and I moved my crypto off of Celsius. Well, this week the hammer fell, and Celsius uh, suspended any swaps and any mm. withdrawals they put out a memo to uh they did a tweet and uh in, and attached to the tweet is a memo but it says celsius network is pausing all withdrawals swaps and transfers <clears throat> between accounts acting in the interest of our community is our top priority our operations continue and we will continue to share information with the community more here and they link to a memo mm. so here you are with this custodial service that allegedly you're supposed to be able to transfer funds in and out and swap mm. anytime you want. And now, if you have money in Celsius, you can't touch it. The Celsius coin has gone down a bunch. I think they're screwed. They're, they're definitely screwed. Actually, Peter, Peter McCormick just tweeted this and said, the moment Celsius opens up withdrawals, there's going to be a massive run on their reserves. Right. And of course there will. And, and then there's another tweet that came out. That said, uh, uh, 19 hours ago, that said Celsius reportedly transferred $320 million worth of crypto to FTX before announcing they would halt all training and withdrawals on the platform. Well, they've got to make liquidity, right? So that's the problem is they, it, it's, a, it's like a bank run. It is. It's basically what's happening. And now they screwed themselves even more. Uh, so clearly they could not make good on the withdrawals that were coming in. Um, and I don't know all the exact details on how that played out like that, but you know you're paying this interest, yeah, and lending out your tokens um, to more people that again the economics of it didn't pan out. And Brad was right. Brad Mills was right. Yeah, and think about this though. This is a lot of the mechanics and the greed of crypto. And in a lot of ways, crypto does sort of cater to the will of the whales. And, you know, but think of this. It's like, okay, I have, let's say, let's say 50 grand in, in stable coins. And then I'm going to get 10% on that, X percentage of that. And, I, and then, wow, that sounds awesome. And then you do that, but then they have the rug pull. And then now nobody has anything. Where'd that money come well, from? It's not <laughs> a rug pull. They, like, technically, they didn't. They haven't taken all the money and disappeared and shut down the service, so we can't call it a rug pull. But yet. it's 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 the rug has been pulled out from underneath people who were hoping to have their cryptos. Now so, they can't even get their cryptos out. So it, it's a bank run. In fact, there's yeah. this tweet here from Ray Abu Salim. She says this looks more like a bank run than a rug pull. Please remember that they do have loans to pay back, and people were pulling funds out because of the ETH delay announcement about the 2.0 conversion. That, that sounds like an excuse to me. So, But a few weeks ago, they changed their staking rewards thing. They had they they made it so all you used to have to do was have your crypto in Celsius and it would earn interest. Well, a few weeks ago they announced HODL mode, and basically you'd have to move your coins into HODL mode, which then has a period of withdrawal before you can move all them right, back. Right, right, right. You've already got a 24-hour period of withdrawal mm. anytime you add a new wallet, and this was going to add another barrier. And when I that's when I saw that, that I'm like, mm, I don't like this. Uh, I'm out of here completely. Um, my heart goes out to those of you who are still in there. 
Here's why they don't recover. What Peter McCormick said. They open up again, and they're going to have to limit what people can take out. So it's going to be like, um, all right, I'll take as much as I can. So there's not going to be anything left for everybody to take out. And how would you trust this service ever again Mm. after they've shut off your ability to swap and withdraw? How is anybody going to trust this at all, right? Because this is a massive shift. DeFi was big. The year 2020, year of DeFi, right? And then all these DeFi plays were coming into action now. And now we're starting to see stuff like this. You know what? This is going to happen with with Celsius going down and Luna going down. Guess what's coming up? SEC regulations. Right. Perfect time for them to go, ah, see, crypto, you can't really self-regulate yourself. So we're going to have to put massive regulations on it. And so I haven't really gone down the full rabbit hole on this thing yet to come up with my conspiracy theory of what's going on. But, you know, that sure is convenient with allegedly they're having some, you know, uh, the White House has some Bitcoin announcement that they're going to be making coming Another. out, right? So, I, uh, so Alex Mashinsky, the founder of Celsius, has been on the show. We've known him for years. It's been a while. It's been several years since he's been on. But I don't know how he, you know, how he makes this right. I really don't. I would not want to be in Mashinsky's shoes right now. Mashinsky's. Mashinsky's. Yeah. That's what he is now. No, but I mean, he's a really smart guy. He was a guy who in, who invented a, a company that was around voice over IP, yep. right? He invented some stuff on that. Yep. And he was really a guy who created some of these DeFi sort of things. Now, I remember seeing about Celsius when they were telling me about it, and I'm like, okay, so like, where's all this yield coming from? And he was like, it's the same way banks do this, right? People loan money, we get interest. And I was like, because he's Russian. And... And I was like, okay, and he made it sound good, yep. right? Yep. And but but when Brad Mills shat all over and, and basically shat all over Luna and kind of said, "Here's what happened," he kind of gave a prelude for. He, I think he, I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he said Celsius is right up there. He's not, it's, it's next or it's it's coming up or it, we we discussed that on that. If we didn't discuss it in the audio, I know we discussed it with him. It might not have been in the recorded portion. So that that's right. So this tells me, okay, any custodial service, now your funds are in danger. Well, what does this mean for Crypto.com? Isn't it? It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. You've got your money in Crypto.com. They're custodians of it. You can lock it up. Uh, Only there, you have to lock it up for terms, one month, two months, or three months per whatever your allocation is. And you can't pull it out any time. It has to be locked up for that period of time. So... Explain to me why Crypto.com is any more trustworthy. What about BlockFi? What about these other wallets that are custodial with your coins? This is scary stuff. And I'm like, uh, anything that I've got anywhere else, like I had a little bit in Crypto.com, I don't care that they pay for my Spotify you know, in, in right. Netflix because I spend a little bit on using the Crypto.com card. I'm out. I'm I am I am pulling money out of anywhere whatever amount I have that is in any custodial service. Mm. It's too it's too risky to me. Right. In my humble opinion, do your own due diligence. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty valid point and here's and this is a project that we've talked about crypto.com, get your wallet. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Where again, you know, the, this is an ever-changing game called crypto, right? And I gave a keynote this past week to a room full of casino executives and 
Crypto sure is an awful lot like gambling, right? I'm like, oh yeah, I'll put ten grand on this shit coin. Let's give it a go. Woo-hoo! Like it's almost like, yeah, put it all on black, baby, right? Like, whoa, it didn't go. Whoops. And so, I think we're going to be entering a very interesting transitory time with crypto, as some of these, you know, projects that have been around, you know, we trust them. We're putting our money in there. Like, I like Crypto.com. I don't have a whole lot in there, but I have enough because what I like to do sometimes is sell a little bit and send it over to my wallet and then USD, and then I can use my debit card. That's kind of handy. I like to have that access for that for quick use of crypto. But if, you know, Luna went down because the because the stable coin was not stable. Right. Celsius went down because... The custodial wallet scenario and liquidity not stable. Mm-hmm. People are pushing it. Crypto's going down. Everybody's wanting to sell. They want to pull their monies out. So this is the next big wave of crypto where it's like, this really feels like 1999, 2000 with the tech stock bubble. Right. The bubble it feels burst. very much like oh, it. Oh, the, the internet will never work. See, see, I told you that would never mm-hmm. work. And people <clears throat> thinking that people are going to buy online. Pets.com, so stupid. It's ridiculous. Amazon, you suck. No History way. is repeating itself the same as the dot-com bubble era. It, and crypto is going to come back stronger. Uh, NFTs aren't going away. Metaverse isn't going away. Play to earn's not going away, gang. This is just, you know, when you're in the midst of the despair Part of we're, we are approaching the despair, emotional part of the cycle, uh. right? I think there's probably still hopium out there, but I'm fully prepared for Bitcoin to go into four digits, right? That mm-hmm. could that, that could happen. I don't personally think it's likely, uh, but I think it, it's possible it could happen. And I'm not selling any. If anything, I'll load up on more Bitcoin at those prices. But I tell you, I'm less and less interested in the altcoins. Because, you know, and I'm not going to become a Bitcoin maxi, right? I think that there's uses for many of these altcoins. But, yeah. um, you know, if Bitcoin wins, then everybody has a chance to win. If Bitcoin fails, then nothing's going to win. Right. And Bitcoin, has there's not been any real problems with it ever being hacked. And there's nope. never, you know, there's been some wallet issues, but that's a wallet custodial thing. It's not the blockchain of Bitcoin, right? It's never been hacked, to my knowledge. And uh, it's going strong. The only thing that altcoins are really good for is to level up your amount of Bitcoin in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. We're talking about bad crypto right here because this is a show. And it's like we have talked about a lot of shit coins over the years. A lot of them are still around. We're still seeing these things going. But the whole market has gone down 90%. Right. In fact, most people probably aren't listening to this podcast right now because it's like, oh, wow, I don't even want to think about it. Or they're looking for answers. Our yeah. numbers aren't really down. I looked at the stats. Yeah. Because there's enough people interested. It's not. It, this is not like 2018. Yeah. This is not. This four years ago was a different beast because there was a much smaller audience for crypto. Yeah. Eyes are turning to it now because we're in the early adopter phase. It is such a crazy time though when you think about it. I just yeah. noticed two days ago, Anthony Hopkins on his Twitter has a Hopkins ETH. <laughs> so think about this. Like so sir many Earth. sir. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like well, us, he too is a sir. He too is a sir. He's not a lord, no. so suck it. But I noticed that, you know, wow, a Hopkins.eth. Wow, like it's proliferating. I'm noticing right. more and more people are like, oh, they have their .eth. They, they, and if you don't have one, you can go to ens.domains, and you can connect your MetaMask, 
and you can literally get yourself a domain name and then you can set it to be the domain name that's attached to your Ethereum address, right? So if you go to mine, which is T-W-T-E-E-D-U-B-Y-A, which is my phonetic spelling of my name, it's also my Twitter handle, .eth, boom, it's connected to my wallet. You can easily send it, right? I'm so, joelcom.eth. Joelcom.eth. So, so easy. NFTs and copious amounts because who wants to say, oh, where would you like me to send that? Oh, 0XD capital E6F9GZ2, right? The oh, Ethereum shit. That addresses. was your private keys, bro. Yeah. <laughs> those Ethereum addresses. You can't remember them. Um, yeah. you de- nobody's so get those. That's the, and literally, right now, they cost like less than $20 yeah. to even get it. Don't, it's like point. And with ETH being the price of, you know, um, it's like it's eleven hundred dollars. It's like the price right of now. a Happy Meal. This price. <laughs> it's like the price of a full tank of gas. Pretty soon, ETH might be the price <laughs> of a Happy Meal. I don't know. I don't no, know. No, I was saying if, like, one ETH is about the full tank of my gas in my car. Uh, so you know, as we're talking about ETH, let's talk about the NFT world because it too, uh, along with all the altcoins that have gone down, has collapsed with the uh, with this Bitcoin news, and so there are people who were spending a half a million dollars or more on a board ape. You can get a floor board ape as of today for something like 74 ETH. Well, times $1,100, what is that? That's about 78,000, yeah, to 80 grand. Uh, A mutant ape yacht club was 14 ETH. A moonbird that that hit 40, hasn't gone below 20 for weeks, is now like 16. V right. friends might hit a floor of five, and and it's a compound that with the fact that ETH is down so far. So I looked up um, a board ape that was selling for seventy four. That would that? be about eighty eight thousand. Okay, eighty eight thousand dollars, and I looked up what that person paid for it. Well, they paid about a hundred and um, no, they paid less ETH than that for it. But ETH was at four thousand dollars at the time, so they would be taking a loss on this ape to to buy it now i am seriously considering buying a mutant Mm. because i think yuga is here for the long haul yeah and they're one of the few that are gonna uh, that i think might do it right but the whole nft how much is a mutant right now 14 eth 14 eth yeah so realistically 17 grand 18 grand wow yeah 17 18 grand which realistically when eth was four grand five grand Almost five grand, right? Yeah. You're looking at it, it not a whole to, lot. Yeah, it was. I think forty two hundred was our high. So that's what's a kind of a crazy thing is like in the NFT world, you're looking at oh, it's point one ETH, it's point seven ETH, it's one. Wow. Well, you know, now we're gonna start seeing. I think higher priced NFTs gonna have to. Yeah, they're gonna have to because you're trying to build a company with some of this stuff, right? right? So what I was originally gonna launch point zero seven seven ETH, you know, right around a couple hundred bucks. Well, now. You know, that's going to have to be 0.2 ETH, 0.25 ETH, right? Like, what's the price going to be when the thing comes? I don't know. All I know is, you know, you've got people saying, okay, we're almost at the bottom. Then you've got people saying this thing can go to 8,000. Now, historically. It's so precarious, though, with this inflation. It's we just inflation. don't know. This whole economy is just doing But isn't things. Bitcoin supposed to be a safe haven? In a falling economy. Yeah, the well, stock think, markets are falling. Yeah, well, think about this in 2020. Right, Bitcoin went down to dip down to three thirty eight hundred or whatever right. it dipped down to. Right? right, and we were like freaking out, like ah, right. Well, we weren't freaking out. I was freaking out. You were. Freaking I was out. feeling it. I was freaking out. Okay, and and then Bitcoin shot up to sixty nine grand. Right. Yep. But the the stock market wasn't good. 
ha- the stock market was popped up, right? Because when COVID happened and they stopped the economy, a lot of these companies lost their business, but somehow the stock market just kept going up. Right. Like, I don't understand how that, that was some propping up shit. Yep. So what we're seeing is the prop has been kicked out under- underneath it and things are falling probably down to where they naturally should be. Although in my estimation, with the amount of money that's been printed in U.S. dollars, crypto market should be two, three, five trillion dollars now. It shouldn't be dipping under a trillion, but we're having that same sort of issue, Joel, in my mind, where these big dogs, you know, BlackRock, Vanguard, well, they manipulated stuff with Luna, right? So they're coming in and whales are doing certain things and they're building buy walls and sell walls and shorting this and that and, you know, and then they try to tank the market. They're trying to get it down to a certain point and then boom, then the market's going to take off again, most likely. Or there's going to be a lot of these shit coins that go away completely because um, we're, we're noticing that with Luna and with Celsius, there's some serious vulnerabilities. Right. Or, or they can't run their business based on the price of the coin they have now, right? They're going to run out of capital. And they got a bunch of employees that, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to... That's what's already happening in the economy right now is a lot of big tech companies are even rescinding job offers. Like... People who are working, who got a job offer for Coinbase, like, yeah, I got a job offer for Coinbase. I'm putting my two weeks notice. All right. And then Coinbase rescinds the ne- job offer. Never mind. Remember and that? Now they, Remember now they that left offer? their job and now they don't have a job. Remember that offer we made you? Just kidding. That happened to me back in 08, where it's like I was getting another job. Right. And then something happened with that company. They rescinded it. I was training somebody. They had already trained. I had trained my replacement. So then I was like, oh, wow. So now I trained my replacement, and now that job's not there. And now I don't have a job? Wow. Because they were like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm training this guy, and this guy's making, you know, like half of what I was making, right? Mm. So it's like, damn. And so that happens. And there's been a whole lot of people. There's a whole lot of job openings all over, but they're jobs that people don't want. We became so privileged I think in a lot of ways that people are just like, eh, I don't want to work. I don't want to do that job. Right. But for $12 an hour, hell, I ain't doing that. Right. Right. Like, whoa. So there's going to be, we're in the midst of a civilization transition of some sort. It's weird. Like, a civilization. It's a something. It's something. It's a situation. It is definitely a situation. And look, there's there's probably a lot of you out there that are hurting right now, you know, the with the markets down. There's some people, like I go to Twitter and I see there's people that have lost on paper their life savings on some of these NFTs. They went all in. There was one dude that bought 50,000 of Gary V's books to get oh. all the book games NFTs. And, oh, of shit. course, that thing, you know, uh, no slight to Gary because he doesn't control the markets, but right. the dude lost right. everything. Well, dude, even Gary was talking about, like, you know, crypto winter's coming, and when it does is I'm going to wait. And then he's gonna pounce and buy all the great assets at super low bargain prices. Yep. What's that? That's that quote we've said it a million times: "Is be greedy when other people are fearful. Be fearful when other people are greedy." And that's one of the lessons that we've learned. This is our second big bull run and the second big crypto winner that we've been in. Mm-hmm. And like, here's what's gonna happen. What's what's happened before? This is no guarantee, but this is what's historically what's happened: big bull run. And then crypto winter for about 24 months, and then the bull run starts moving up in the right direction. So it seems to me that we're probably already about seven, eight, ten months into the bear market from when we had that all-time high in 69,000. But a lot of people are looking at the all-time high of when Bitcoin hit 65,000, and then it started to go down, and then it just did one little final bump and went up 69. When it hit 69, I thought, ah, oh, that's that next. Oh, we're going on a big. We're going right. to 100 grand. A lot right of now. us did. A lot that's of what we thought. Did. We're going to 100 grand. 
Now. Nope. And it went. And so now we're in the. And we're going to be here for probably another 14, 16 months. Maybe. I learned a little during the last bear market. Um, I learned a little bit more on this one. But I still got spanked, just like so many people got spanked. You know, all of a sudden, the NFT influencers are disappearing. Right. The opportunists that, all you know, have these great offers are going to promote you and and they're taking money from, you know, projects to promote them. They're, they, you don't see a lot of them. They're starting not a to great disappear. time to launch an NFT project right now. No. it Well, unless it's quality, unless it's quality, unless quality which is what we're doing with the, the Planet Slide launch that's mm-hmm. coming up during NFT NYC, uh, you know, a week yep. from right now when we're recording this, we will be in New York City. And we still don't know exactly the date and time that we're speaking, but um, once we know, we'll let you guys know. And would be great to like have a quick meetup, you know, maybe after our talk. Well, there's going to be a couple of different venues that we're going to be at because I'm working on a project too called Ancient Wisdom, ancientwisdom.io. We were thinking about launching this month, but I think we're going to hold off until the markets shake out a little better and we're, we're getting some partnerships and stuff. But we're doing a couple of venues, one at the. Um, uh, World Trade Center. There's a cool venue that's going to happen there. There's another venue that's that's happening at another place, and I can tell you guys that on Sunday show, uh, you guys can tune into that, and we'll tell you, and then we'll have that on on the Twitters as well. But there's going to be in a, some of it. There's a Wax event as well. So if you guys are up on Wax, then uh, Joel will be there interviewing William Quigley on that yep. one. Wax, Wax is another one that's in the can right now. Inexplicable to have that much business that many nfts being transacted on the wax marketplace and for it to be as down as much as it is well everything's down 85 90 percent right so that's so this is the time when you go hmm let's look at 1999 2000 and we say which one of these oh ebay amazon yahoo aol which morphed into something else had some of these other ones oh Google wasn't a stock yet. It didn't. It didn't Google IPO didn't until two thousand three. No, Google existed in nineteen ninety eight. Is when it started, and then and then, but it didn't go IPO or whatever until two thousand three. But it's like they came from that first wave of the of the internet, really. And then you know, but then and then Facebook's on the second wave, and here we are. So what do we learn from that? Well, which ones are the ones that have the staying power, right? And I've asked a lot of people this question, and there's a few of them that's in the top ten, a few that's in the top twenty mm-hmm. that people think are going to be around. Obviously, Bitcoin's going to be around. Ethereum's going to be around. So much is built on that. Some people I've chatted with say XRP, really going to be around. Some people are like, oh, my God, Gala is going to blow up because they're doing a lot of great stuff. Well, the token price right now is super cheap on Gala, super cheap price on on Wax, right? Other people are like, oh, my God, Polkadot. Polkadot is such a great buy because it's more of a layer zero, right? People talking about XRP and Ripple. I think I mentioned that already. Which ones are going to be the winners that we come out of this thing? So if you played your card ride a little bit and you were able to pull some crypto out of the market, when is that time to get back in? When's the bottom of it? And which are those three, five, you know, uh, projects that you think are going to be here? Who are the projects that are going to be here in 2030? Right. Those, that's what you need to be asking right now. And now's the time that you're able to buy them at super low prices. Super low discounts. And that that's, you know, both coins and nfts yeah. we are so early in all of this yes there was a lot of hype uh, you know in in uh, pumps built around nfts once people just you know figured out that you can make money doing these and now a lot of people are getting a reality check that yes you can but 
the market became saturated. You have more supply than demand. The demand is going to come. It will be here. You know, when you've got only a million wallets that are doing the majority of transactions on the world's biggest marketplace, OpenSea, um, and there's eventually, there's going to be hundreds of millions of people that are collecting NFTs. It's going to happen. So these projects right now are the OG projects. Uh, you know, look, it's just money. It's just money. There are people out there that are despairing because of what they have lost financially, at least on paper. There are those it's who crazy have, times. They got margin calls, right? They've got yeah. They got to make liquidity. And well, there's some people, people that are having a hard time trying to pay rent and getting right. food with this gas, with this ten dollar gasoline coming up, right? This is this is a crazy time. You know, my mom, my mom's fearful. I'm like, mom, you know, I got your back. You know, it's like I'll help you out if things go down. Like I'm help, helping her with the. <laughs> I bought you a bicycle, mom. Well, a, <laughs> well she's got a, she's got a it's got a little some, basket, a little bit of renovation front, at the house. She's so a painting can... and some there's some wood that needs to be done. So I'm helping out with that. I'm like, all right, got it's you like, some cat food, mom. Um, yeah. You'll be good. There's a lot of people out there that's like, man. With this gas, like, holy cow, yeah. like, this is cut into, like, there's literally some police departments who are like, well, we can't do, we've already went through our budget uh, for gas this year, so we're not going to be responding to 9-11. Like, what does that do? You know, people are going, uh, do you really need lockdowns when there's $10 gasoline? Right? You don't. Right? I made that tweet today. I was like, you know, really, uh, they're not going to have to lock us down to $20 gas. Well, we ain't going nowhere. Right. Right? Can't afford to go nowhere. Just, just wear a mask. So just where so and here's the thing, man. One thing that I invested in, not financial advice. I invested in long-term storage food because I could see things are going crazy. That's one reason why I want to move to Puerto Rico. Why I wanted to get out of a big city. Yep. Right. Because I'm like things are things are going crazy. You could see the writing on the wall in 2020. COVID happens. The economies, they put a pause on the economy. They pump the brakes on it. People lose their jobs. People lost their jobs. People lost their business. Who stays they lost in business? Their minds. Uh, 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 Amazon, Walmart, Target. Like those, those places never shut down. Those are the COVID free zones, though. You couldn't get it there. Yeah. And also, when you sit in restaurants, like anything under four feet, like when you sit down, like COVID's only like right. in the <laughs> five feet and above. Right. Um, but it's so you could see the writing on the wall like, this is not healthy. This is not healthy. And so what do we do to protect? And, and so I didn't pick the top of the thing. I was having feelings about it. And I knew back in May of 2021, I was thinking, okay, so it seemed to me based on when the run of 2017, it was the run of 2017 and then it dumped in 2018. So my thought was it's the run of 2021 and it's going to start dumping in 2022. Yep. And then and then I kept listening to people going, oh, no, we haven't even hit the bull run yet. The real bull runs on its way, man. Like, like me? Uh, you were saying it. And I was like, yeah, that impacted. And I was like, well, it is what it is. You're probably, you guys are probably research. right. You're probably right. And pe but people who I know and respect are going, oh, yeah, dude. Wait, you Look at the charts. Fibonacci. It's like, here we're doing this. We're going. There. I'm like, okay. So, so, I mean, I pulled some out. But then I aped back in on things that were like, oh, Snoop Dogg's doing stuff with Gala. Aping in. Like, oh, man. And then. The value of that from where I aped into where the price of it is now, like that's a catastrophic loss in some ways, right? Yep. But for now, on paper. For now, on paper. And here it is. I have general fundamental well-being. I believe everything's working out perfectly. I don't stress about things. It's like, you know what? I did way better in this bull run than I did last bull run. Hell, I was able to pull out enough to buy a home in Puerto Rico, right? So I'm, I'm not going to cry about it. But I know, and my heart goes out to so many out there who are freaking out 
about where we are and where we're headed because the inflation is not good. Crypto markets are tanking. Things are not looking good. Shortages of potentially shortage of food. I was in a grocery store yesterday, man, and the half of the meat aisle was there's no meat there. I was like, oh, my God. We're going to start seeing some crazy stuff. So I was actually telling my, my son last night, I was like, you know, why is it that as a society – People have front yards, but we can't grow gardens in them. Right. Like, like you literally have ordinances that says, no, you cannot grow a garden right. in your front yard. I'm like, wait, I got grass, and I should be able to grow a garden right here. Nope, you cannot. Like, we need to be growing more of our own food. Like, we are so reliant upon the system, and a lot of the system is built that way right. to make us reliant upon it. That way they control us because now what's going to happen is supply chains go to a crashing halt. Why? Because of COVID left hangovers. Well, now the price of diesel gas is so high that that's that's changing the cost of our goods being shipped places because they got to pay higher prices for gas, which means they got to pay the prices for the goods in that vehicle are going to be higher priced, which means we're going to have to keep paying higher prices on everything. And then we're going to get priced out. People get priced out. And then you're already seeing this in some cities where people are going into restaurants and robbing people with food on their plates and putting their food like and i've seen it video multiple videos of it already where so if you live in the city and you have ability to get out of the city go get some land somewhere get a little out of the suburb suburb area you do not want to be in a major city when the shit gets real crazy because it's going to get real crazy you know i was at a, a friend's house yesterday with about 50 other people that were here or live here in palmas and we were just marveling at how um, there are so few people that are taking advantage of the legal tax incentives. We did this on episode 580. If you haven't listened to why we moved to Puerto Rico and are here on the island now, and you don't understand the legitimate legal tax incentives for both you as an investor or you as a business operator, go listen, badco.in forward slash 580. This is super important. There are, we calculated, no more than 10,000 U.S. citizens that are on the island under the Act 60 incentives. This is the only place. I think you can go to um, the Virgin Islands as well, the U.S. Virgin Islands, but a lot of people who lived there under their previous acts, Puerto Rico did it better, and those people left, St. Thomas and St. Croix. And only people who want to go there are virgins, and so you right. know, you're, you're not getting any you're yeah, not getting laid there. Virgin so um, it's amazing to me, and I think we're going to see a flood of smart money and people who have had enough. Uh, this is the closest thing that I feel we can come to Atlas Shrugging is coming to this aisle and say, all right, y'all y'all go ahead and keep screwing up your cities. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tropical paradise where I am allowed legally to keep the majority of the money that I earn. There could be a shift in that, too, if like if Puerto Rico becomes a state. Not going to happen. But they're, they're having conversations. Not going to happen. It's kind of crazy. So this, I'm going to flip the switch here a little bit. Uh-oh. What switch? Should we this, turn the light off? This is oh. wild. So this is basically how, you know, governments don't always tell you the truth. Right. No, that's not that. That's it's fake true. news. This, right a, this is a real one right here. So that's the State Department back on March 9th basically said the United States does not own or operate any chemical or biological laboratories in Ukraine. It is in full compliance with its obligations under the Chemical Weapons Convention and Biological Weapons Convention and does not develop weapons or possess such weapons anywhere, says the State Department, March 9th. A couple days ago, two days ago, the U.S. Department of Defense 
contradicted them and was like, yeah, we actually have 46 of those labs in Ukraine. <laughs> Pushing misinformation. <clears throat> That's so, fake news. So we're, so we're in a world where you can't really trust most information that you read. You always got to kind of find another alternative source to find the real information because what we're told is often not the case. And, you know, we're independent media. We're, we're beholden to no rules. We're telling you what we believe to be the truth, but you should never even blindly believe us. You should always go and do your own due diligence. That's why we always try to leave show notes uh, with resources to what we're talking about there. This one's this episode right here is mostly freeballing it. But, like, you got to always, you ought to always question everything. And curiosity is discouraged in the school system. So you, most people aren't all that curious when they're when they're done with school. They go and they watch all the Netflix and streaming media they can handle, listen to music, all play video games, and just they just really sort of just drift. And to find the real information is very hard. But you got to, you got to, because you're being lied to and you you're being misinformed intentionally. And um, it's just the way that it is, folks. It's the way that it goes. It's the way that it is. And I would just say you got to prepare in, in the best way that you can. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I saw a tweet today that had uh, whoever the new press secretary is. What's mm-hmm. her name? Uh, she's got an initials. I don't know her name. I, I don't remember her name either. But basically, they're out there just bald-faced lying to yeah. people. They're, they're saying the economy is strong. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, here it was. Yeah, KJP, whatever initials stand for. The American uh, rescue plan that no Republicans voted for led for this historic economic boom we are all seeing. And then Ducey was like, wait, didn't that actually lead to historic inflation? (laughs) So they're blatantly misinforming us as a civilization. They think that you are as stupid as a box of rocks. who, Who possibly believes that? Our economy is in good shape right. after being locked down for two years, shutting down businesses. All you got to do and then is shutting look- down all the pipelines and all of yeah. our all of our native means of getting oil production. Imagine the the levels of cognitive bias one might have to not be able to see the truth. Of Stop, what's going Joel! On. Quit being a bigot. Co- what cognitive bias? <laughs> How's that? You're being racialist. <laughs> racialist. You're misinformationing people. <laughs> <laughs> You're fake news. <laughs> this is this is fake news. I'm You're telling you, it's news. the fakest. You news. know what's not fake is I really need to go to the toilet. Okay, so we're you know budget cuts right now because Bitcoin's down. So I'm going to bring up the music right here, and Travis is going to close this out. Yeah, so we want to thank you all for tuning in to the show. As always, make sure if you like the show to go leave us five re- five star reviews on all the places that you can leave us reviews. Probably Apple, probably Spotify or those places. You know, do that. We really appreciate you all. And as always, we just want to say thank you for tuning in. And uh, stay as bad as Joel's music right here. Stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Joel and Travis sitting on the sofa on Joel's uh, terrace looking at the moon, making up a disclaimer as we go along. But we we're ending not, the show because Travis has to take a shit. We're not financial <laughs> advisors. You should go do your own damn but research. But the market and, is shitty. And, and to end this show, we're going to take a shit. And due diligence. And Did someone say doo-doo? <laughs> <laughs> Do your own research.
a crypto shit show for real.